Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. This is a podcast that invites you to remember who you are, return to yourself, and rise into your highest and best soul self. Every week, I will be sharing inspiring conversations about topics that hold keys to your awakening. My mission as an international evidential psychic medium, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive mentor is to help you rise into who you were born to be. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am your host, Amy Brooks, here today to talk about a topic that was kind of spurred from a conversation that I had with a past client. So a few days ago now, um, I received a message from someone in my Facebook DMs. This is someone who I've done a reading for before. I've done a reading for um, their daughter as well. And so we had had, you know, a bit of a a relationship in terms of um, providing that service for them and, and, you know, knowing them in that way. And um, they had entered, they were, they were emailing because they were entering a contest that I had on at the time. When you're listening to this, you might know what contest I'm talking about, but it um, will have already been drawn for by the time this episode goes out. Um, it was for a free reading with me that will go out as a future podcast episode right here on the Intuitive Rising podcast. And so she reached out with her email to say that she had, you know, done, followed steps one through four and would like to be entered into the draw. And then I thanked her for that. And she said, and I quote, "Um, I'm so excited. I said, I'm so excited for this. And she said, me too. We unfortunately had a learning experience last weekend with the psychic fair. Yikes, never again. So I want to start off by saying, um, that this person has given me permission to talk about this situation in this way as a, um, you know, just something to talk about. It's really not to talk negatively about any one person in particular, as I don't even know who the reader was that, you know, this person connected with at the psychic fair, nor do I have anything against psychic psychic fairs. Um, but I just want to talk about her experience and why I think it's important because I feel like many people have probably experienced a spirit, a, a experience like this. And, you know, I really feel like part of my mission here in this lifetime as a medium is to myth bust and it is to show a different way to kind of move through the, the, um, you know, this kind of collective, memory, this collective wound around intuitive work. We've been disconnected. We've been taught to be disconnected from our own intuition, our own psychic abilities, our own connection to spirit for so many thousands of years, right? So it's of no fault of our own that we're not, we don't all walk around tapped into our higher selves or, you know, at least we do. I will say we do, we are tapped into our higher selves, but I mean, It's not everybody, it's not this uniform kind of knowledge that everyone actually is, like that awareness isn't there for everyone. And that's of no fault to anyone's. It's because it hasn't been nurtured, it hasn't been taught, it's actually been hidden. It's been, you know, portrayed as a way that's very woo-woo or um, might be evil or dark or scary or fearful, okay? And so I'm not here to talk about everybody else's style of reading, If you're listening to this podcast, you're used to me, right? Or maybe you're a past client of mine and you've seen how I work. So I'm sharing through the lens of how I work, not to say something is better 
or more than or less than to say this is my lens of experience of how I work with clients and I work with the spirit world. And it's, you know, especially relevant here because this person that had this negative experience at a psychic fair, which she shared, has also had the experience of working with me. Right. So she's seen she's seen two two different sides of two different styles of spirit communication. So that's what I want to start with the preface of that. And we're going to share her story a little bit here. Okay. so she said that she had this learning experience last weekend with a psychic fair in town. And, uh, and I just said, oh, no, I hope no harm was done. Remember that you're divinely protected always. And she said, like, she went on to share the story. She goes, um, it was a fast reminder for us to always do our homework for sure. And honestly, when we got there, my gut was telling me it just wasn't for me. And, but unfortunately I had to let my girl figure her own way. So the girl she's referring to is her daughter who has also had a reading with me before. There was some small damage and afterwards a slight spiral. The person, the reader that my daughter had sat with had started her quote unquote performance with quote unquote, wow, never had this happen before, but you are so wicked and want to hurt people. It was pretty much negative after negative. And her finish was in order to, you know, rid yourself of this negative evil energy that you have, you need to buy these specific stones from my colleagues here. And then when my daughter asked what she should do with this information that's come forward from the reading, like, what are the next steps? What do I do about this? The reader suggested that she take her workshop. So we're processing all of this. My heart broke because it was so brutal. You know, she was so trusting going in, um, wanting this healing kind of experience. Was There was curiosity here. What will this person tell me? And it wasn't a very you know, positive experience for her at all. It was, it was harmful. It made her feel that there was something wrong with her. Um, but we were able to remember her readings with you and how others have also recognized her loving hearts and her gift of being here to help people. So after a few hours of processing and talking, hashing this out, we were able to laugh and just regret that it was the money that was wasted. And I said, I am so tremendously sorry that this has happened. Um, she's an amazing, beautiful soul with a kind heart. I can't fathom why someone would tell somebody that. Um, and she said, it was heartbreaking listening to some of this, the reading, um, especially since she trusted the process. Thank goodness we have been able to know the difference because she said, thank goodness we have been with you to know the difference of, you know, what it could be. And her answer to, I don't know what kind of person would do that was a person with a personal agenda. So, um, that's the, my client share here. Okay. Um, my, honestly, my mouth opened, my jaw dropped, my eyes got wide. I thought to myself, oh my freaking God, like what, what is going on at the psychic fair? Okay. I'm not calling out the psychic fair. I'm not even going to name it. But obviously, there's a reader there. Um, I'm just going to go and quote. I'm not judging anyone, but this feels like a power trip to me. Okay. Now, I know I'm, I'm, I am someone who connects with the light, connects with the good. Okay. I am someone that my intention when connecting to spirit and when I'm connecting to a client is to bring through things that are in their highest and best good, meaning 
like, okay, if this person is struggling with this, or this person has this wound about this or this pattern um, of behavior or what have you, how can we present this in a way that's helpful? How can we guide this person? Okay, so there's a lot of like love and care that goes into the messages that I provide. It doesn't mean that I sugarcoat stuff, right? But I I, I draw out the good, and I draw, and then I help share, you know, what might be hindering a person from really being aligned, versus you're evil, you are the devil you your sole purpose in life so far has been to harm others i'm sorry but does that not seem like um you know it's it's a projection cuz this person is not working with any tact or care they're placed in a position that is trusted by those who see them so it's like I, a person that's going to see a psychic or a medium, yeah, there might be a level of entertainment to some degree, like I'm an open book, tell me what, what I'm all about, or tell me what you see, sure. But there's this also, usually, especially with my client base, there's a level of trust, like I need help with something, I need guidance with something, I need to heal a little bit, I need the validation from my soul or from my loved ones in spirit to help me. So it's a very gentle process, um, even though we touch on those deeper or darker kind of things, right? Um, now, I'm not so naive to say that there is nothing evil or negative in the spirit world. Okay. I used to say that a few years ago, I would have said, I don't experience anything negative in the spirit world. Therefore it does not exist. Okay. And that was a very like biased kind of, um, opinion. I was basing, uh, what, how I experienced the world as if like everyone would experience that way. And, you know, we do that in a lot of different areas in our life. We kind of walk around with blinders. Well, this is how I perceive, or this is how I think, this is how I experience, this is how I feel. So therefore everybody must, but obviously we know that's not the truth. Um, and so, you know, I have evolved and expanded my own awareness to know, okay, this is just what I experience. And I experience it because that's my intention. Because I believe that intention is everything in this work. So I feel like there are some people that are going to connect to maybe some um, darker kind of messages. Like for instance, you know, I have this feeling about such and such a person. I want them to be careful. I foresee a car accident. I want you to get your car checked. I want you to make sure you're driving carefully. Um, I want you to trust your gut so that, you know, if you're feeling a certain way about travel one day, that maybe you um, you rethink your plans, change your travel arrangements, et cetera, et cetera. Now, those are not the kind of messages that I bring forward because my intention is not to bring through anything fear-based, but there are readers who that's the kind of information they receive. And I think that that's okay to receive that kind of information, but it's really important of how you serve it to the client. Okay. But that like ha having a kind of foretelling of a negative experience to come and then guiding the client as to how do we avoid this thing that feels like it might be inevitable? How do we avoid it? Now, I think that would be a much more responsible and ethical way to bring forward more fearful kind of information. 
Okay. You guys know I'm not a fear-based reader, so that's, that's not my jam, but there's no judgments around it. Cause I think, you know, there needs to be balance with everything. So there needs to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'll leave that kind of reading to another and, and I work differently. Um, but what I have a problem with is that's the information that this reader brought through for my client was not necessarily like foreboding, like we need to be mindful of this. And, um, you know, like the example I just used, it wasn't presented in that way. It was, it was just a, you're evil and you've done nothing in your life, but harm and hurt people. That is not the same as someone picking up on maybe fearful information about the future. That is just blatant, I feel, like disrespect uh, for the craft um, and for the people that we serve. What kind of good can come out of that? And if you're feeling as a reader that someone might have done a lot of harm in their life, there are many other ways to say that. I've connected to this person's energy more than one time. I can tell you I never, ever felt anything like that from this person ever. This is a young person. This is a young adult who has had challenges and struggles with things, um, you know, and I can just imagine being that age and receiving a reading like that and how that potentially could create a negative self image about herself. Um, it could paint her experiences a different way. It could totally change the narrative of her, um, of her mind, of, of what she thinks about herself. It, that, that is extremely harmful. And that's why I, I call this, I, I use the word harmful in the title of this episode, because that's harmful. Okay. And so I'm so grateful that she shared this with me and, and was willing to allow me to share it with you because I know there has been other people who have also had experiences like this, right? Not necessarily positive in any way or doesn't make me feel inspired or doesn't make me feel curious and doesn't make me feel validated and doesn't make me feel anything but scared shitless, right? Um, maybe we've all had an experience like this and this only kind of paints the picture and perpetuates the the stereotype of people like me the psychics and the mediums of the past there were plenty of amazing psychics and mediums throughout history that made a difference and helped people heal and move forward and evolve i just got big old goosebumps as i said that but we didn't really hear about those people very much, did we? No, we had to perpetuate the stereotype that this was evil and wrong. Um, you know, might be good for a laugh. Um, but, but people like me were in cahoots with the devil, um, you know, working with the darkness. Um, we go straight to hell. All of these things to scare us. Stay clear, people like that. Don't talk to people like that. You're opening yourself up for negative energies to attach to you and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, that's not what I'm about at all. And, and you guys know that. And that's never what the spiritual world has been for me. But experiences like that just feed into this collective wound and this collective archetype of the psychic. 
There's a collective archetype for everything. I mean, the witch, collective archetype of a wise, which literally means wise woman, wise person. Okay. Which, that's what it means. Wise. Has a sovereignty, has a freedom about them, free of thought, right? Um, marches to the own, their own beat of the drum, has an, a connection to their inner world so deeply is, is an alchemist, knows how this and this go together, makes this, right? Knows the importance of words and thought. I just heard the other day, um, words are important. That's why, um, that's what is, I forget what it said. It's like words are important. That's why spelling is called spelling, right? Spelling, like when you're spelling a word, spell, which is new about that. Right. So the archetype of the witch was this wise, was really rooted in this wisdom. And that didn't fit into this collective mission of conformity and a hierarchy and keeping people kind of small and, um, you know, living on autopilot um, because that's what suited the collective at the time, right? Like this is what the patriarchy was. And so it had to be ingrained in us in all of the story tale, the fairy tales and the stories, um, all the Disney movies, you know, of our, of our childhoods, this, this archetype of the witch was ingrained in us to be fearful of, to be afraid of someone like that. And so someone like that is connected to this message of psychic of medium as well. There's, it's just like kind of another layer of it. Right. And then we see all of the kind of clairvoyance of the day. I'm thinking back in the, the nineties, you know, the, the era of the daytime talk shows when we'd have different, um, fortune tellers, quote unquote, come on. Um, I believe some, some of those people had authentic gifts, but I feel like it was being exploited, exploited for entertainment and it perpetuated the stereotype. So um, I think it's important for listeners who might just kind of be a little skeptical of spiritual work or mediums, or um, maybe they have never had an experience. And so they don't have anything to compare and contrast with other than the stories that, you know, they've seen in TV or on Hollywood or um, based on these archetypes, right. Or, or what somebody else has told them about. Um, I'm very thankful as um, this person's, um, mom, when she reached out to me said, we're so grateful that she had had the experience with you first, because then she was able to kind of compare and contrast the two like varying um, reading styles and the information that came through. And so she had my reading to kind of like, I keep hearing like hoist, right? Like to kind of hold her up to go, no, no, this is actually my truth. That's not. But if someone hadn't maybe had that um, experience where it was like I had a good experience and then a negative experience, maybe this was the only experience someone would ever have, you can see how that would really kind of taint your view about intuitive work, right? You might then kind of walk around with this um, through the, through the, looking through the eyes of that's scary and evil. And all people that do that are terrible, right? There's always going to be a bad apple in every field, in every profession. There's someone who's not going to be doing it for the right reasons. And I honestly feel like when you look for something, you find it right. And that's what I mean by intention. So my intention is to, 
to look for the good. My intention is to look for the healing. My intention is to focus on how do I get this person on their path? What can I do to help them? How can I encourage them and empower them to do so? Because that's my intention. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know what this reader was looking for on this particular day. Um, my client who messaged me would say she wanted someone to buy their crystals and pay, and sign up for her workshop. That was her agenda because that was her solution to, okay, what do I do with this information now? We'll do this and do this. Give me more money. Um, and so, yeah, that's just inherently wrong um, and had me kind of my wheels spinning. I was thinking back to a previous episode of this podcast that I put out in May. It is episode 19. It's going to be in, I'm going to reshare the link in the show notes to this podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, you can go back and listen to it. But that podcast was all about like what to expect from a reading and how to find the right reader for you. So I think that's really relevant information. So if you just need a refresh or if you're new for, to me, that is a really in-depth episode about how I worked with spirit and what you can expect from a reading with me. There is such a responsibility um, for people that do this work. I think that we should hold ourselves responsible for the potential, you know, life-changing results that a client could have. I think we need to really revisit why we're doing what we're doing. Focus on our why. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this work? Why are you tapped into it? Is it because you want to bring forward the shadow? You want to, you want it to help her in the long run? I have to believe that there had to be a bit of that in this. I have to believe in the good of another person. But if that person's intention was, I just want to kind of bring out the dark that so that she can, you know, walk more fully in the light. There was just different ways to approach that and to address that and, and help guide her, right? It could have been spun in a much different way. Um, I also, I know that I have people listening here who are in varying stages in their own intuitive uh, development or maybe in their own mediumship development journey and people that are just plain curious and interested. And in, from this, I know there's a wide spectrum of listeners here. Um, Working through the resistance of being judged, crucified, and misunderstood is something that someone walking this path has to get real kind of comfy with. Because of this collective archetype of who we are that's ingrained in our collective memories and um our, our collective unconscious so deeply because anyone that did this work that was doing it for good was never paid attention to never never spotlighted right it was always on the kind of kooky woo woo fortune teller with their crystal ball and their you know um their wizard outfit like their big old cape and stuff and that's fine if you want to get in character you know what i am totally owning i'm totally owning this archetype by the way and i'll tell you how I'm pointing to my arm. So it might be by the time this episode airs, but I think it will be after um, this episode airs. I'm getting another tattoo in the first week of September. Not September, October. The first week of October. And it's going to have a red fox because you guys know that that's my totem animal. But it's also going to have a crystal ball. And I'm doing this as a nod to my my 
mediumship, right? To my intuitive knowing, to the lineage, my ancestors, all these intuitive wise women and men. And so it's a nod to that, but it's also a nod to me really reclaiming and owning that, right? You're like, oh, crystal ball, fortune teller, woo woo. Yeah. And what? And what? I'm trying to reframe the archetype. It kind of reminds me of how like people are now um, taking back their power from the term witch. And now people are like, I'm a witch and what? Right? Like I'm thinking of that song that came out last year that's called Witch, A Woman in Total Control of Herself and how that is such an anthem for women everywhere and men. Uh, it's an it's an anthem for the the feminine, um, the the divine feminine, and I I love that. You know, we're we're flipping the the script here. We are refreshing this. We're we're re I keep saying restitching. Oh, interesting. We are restitching this new idea into the collective consciousness. And so, yeah, I can't wait to have this crystal ball on my arm. You know, it's, it's going to be like, oh, there's always going to be a story. Somebody's going to be like, what's that about? Right. And I will tell them and I won't be afraid to tell them. I won't be able to afraid to say, Hey, this red Fox is my totem animal who, who, um, you know, supports me every day, everything I'm doing, who I draw support from. And yeah, this crystal ball is because I can tap into other people's paths and I can pick up on their past lives and I can connect to their past loved ones. And that's a way for me to really own it. I'm literally going to embody it by putting it on my body. And I get chills as I say that because I'm so excited. I am no longer going to walk around afraid. In one of the past episodes, I talk about that a little bit, the following the breadcrumbs episode, where I kind of share my resistance and my worry about being seen while doing this work. And now I'm like, oh, look at this. This is the work I do. Check it out. I'm going to have it on my body forever. I'm going to be in the senior center when I'm like 89 years old. And somebody's going to go, what's that about? I was like, oh, I'm a psychic medium. You want a reading? That's going to be me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we must get comfortable with the resistance and the fear of the judgment and feeling like we're going to be crucified. We're not going to be crucified. No one's hanging us. Nobody's going to throw us in the water with rocks, you know, um, to see if we float. We are safe. We are safe. We've reached a point in our collective history and with our collective consciousness, it's evolving to the point where people are beginning to... Um, want to know more. They're curious. They're like, what is this all about? I think there's something here. This is really reminding me of the movie. Oh my goodness. What is it called? I wanted to record a whole episode about this movie and now I cannot remember. I'm going to take a minute. Let's, let's add some uh, elevator music in here. Do, 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 do. Watch, I won't be able to find it. Do, 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 do. There we go. The Celestine Prophecy. So um, this is based on a book. It was a movie. It was not a very like great uh, movie. It's just because it was very like a B-rated kind of movie. But the book, fantastic. I'm actually going to do a whole episode on the Celestine Prophecy because they talk about the stages of awakening collectively, right? And one of the first ways in which we are collectively awakening is all of a sudden noticing the signs and synchronicities. No longer going, oh, that's just coincidences. Go, okay, why do I always see this? Why does this always happen? Like, what is this? This is too much to be a coincidence you can't make this shit up right um that's the first stage and we're in it where people are 
more perceptive. Their their consciousness is allowing them to receive what was always there and to perceive what was always there. And I love it. It gets me excited. I will do a whole episode on that. I literally had it written down idea for podcast. So that's just a reminder. I'll definitely do it. Um, I feel called to quickly talk about answering the call and answering the call. Let's talk about this. So, okay. So what spirit's taking me to is how there is such a difference between, you know, someone's job, career and hobby, right? So, there are a lot of people in the spiritual world, right? I'm not going to call out anybody. I'm not even thinking about anybody in my mind, but we've all heard of like, oh, it's a TikTok psychic or a TikTok tarot, tarot reader or what have you. Throwing no shade to anybody. This, we, we, any way where we feel called to um, reach an audience is fine. The spirit world wants us to be seen and heard and put ourselves out there in whatever way. Um, we feel called. So that's okay to be a TikTok um, tarot reader or medium or psychic, right? But there's a lot of people on there that just kind of, that's not, it's not their vocation, right? It's, it's like a hobby. It's like, I'm just going to pull some cards. I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you a reading. Okay. But when you don't have, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're like, when it's just kind of a hobby for you or something you're dabbling in, and this is not for every person, but there are some people that just kind of do this once in a while for entertainment or a quick way to make a buck. We've all heard or met of a person like this. And often in that case, not everyone, but often there is a lack of ethics. And there's a lack of awareness of like the responsibility of providing readings for people. Because words have power and intentions matter. And so when you're telling somebody something about themselves, that could become their inner voice. That could become the way that they think about themselves from here on out. And so if you don't have an awareness of ethics, well, you know, you could be harming someone. Right. So for me, you know, this is a vocation for me. A vocation is a calling. And when you answer the call of your vocation, it means there's been something that has shown up in your life repeatedly over and over and over again. That's waiting for you to grab it. And not only that, but once you do do it, it feels so gratifying and so satisfying and it just lights you up from the inside out. That's a vocation. That's your calling. And this for me is a vocation. And I just go head to toe goose bumps. And so for me, you know, I take this really seriously. I know the ripple effect. I know that what I say and how I say it and how I, you know, the, how I frame things could very likely become that person's internal dialogue. So I want to make sure that I'm leaving that person feeling more empowered, 
more validated, more seen, more supported than they found me. And my wish for everyone is that they experience an experience like this with someone whose vocation is this. Doesn't have to be me. It could be anyone who you feel really aligned with. And you're like, yeah, that person is just a way, right? Spirits taught me about the frequency and the resonance of people's voices. So you could hear something 15 times and then one person says something to you and it gets right to your heart because the resonance resonance of that person's voice was exactly what you needed to kind of unlock something. So just use your words well. If you're a reader that focuses on some of the, you know, I, like what I would say, fear-based, right? It's, it's okay, right? There are people that want that kind of reading and want that kind of information. Just be mindful of how you frame it. Just be mindful of how this could impact them for the rest of their life. Think about how you would want to receive that information about your own self if that information was true for you. Okay, the last thing I want to share with you is that, um, you know, I re- after this kind of experience, we talked about, um, you know, fear-based reading and, and, and this negativity that came through, the difference really between bringing through something um, fearful information versus receiving harmful information about a sitter, right? Like there's a difference between, hey, heads up about this. Um, I have a feeling you're going to get in a car accident and I want you to be mindful. Why don't we do this, this, and this, and this. And you're an evil person who has done nothing good in your life. We can all see the the difference in that, right? Um, That's one flip side of it. And I'm, I'm very sorry that my client had to experience that. But let's also take a note and, and talk about quickly how, how wonderful it was that that person had somebody to hash that information out. So when there was that spiral and that, Oh my God, and in the tears and, and you know, how, how um, violating that information felt to her, she had a safe place and a safe person to speak to that would remind her of her truth um, and would allow her to process that all information. Right. And not everybody that's listening may have had that support or had somebody to rehash that out with. But I really thank you for sharing your experience. Thank you so much. Hopefully the next time is better. Um, The next thing I want to talk about quickly, I'm going to end with an amazing client review, a testimonial that I received um, on my Google reviews just the other day. I'm going to show you the other side, the other side of this. So, Kelly says, Amy, in one session, has helped barriers fall away from old belief systems. It has taken me a lifetime to finally ask someone to validate my intuition and help me connect with loved ones who are in spirit. So Kelly had a lot of resistance around mediumship. She'd have, she had had uh, intuitive guidance sessions with me and tarot sessions with me. So she um, trusted me through these interactions as a, as a person and also as a professional reader. Um, but just in life in general, she was 
feeling resistance around mediumship in particular. But she, through her interactions with me over time and, and, you know, different readings she'd had with me, she realized that she could trust me with this specific type of reading that she really wanted to do. But again, there had been resistance before. So she said, I don't know why I waited so long, but I will forever hold massive gratitude to to Amy for creating a safe space. She gently and easily connected and also encouraged me to trust my own unique ways of connection. I recently bought an old vinyl record of a song and I played it and it reminded me of a loved one in spirit. I was so moved by this. I called another family member to ask them if it also reminded them of this person in spirit. Amy heard that very song in our reading when connecting to the loved one in spirit. You can't make this up. So I want to share about this quickly because it was just, it was such a beautiful experience. Um, Kelly had multiple loved ones come through. Multiple. Like, I don't even know. There had to be at least seven or eight people that came through. And um, there was two that really stood out as like the communicators of the evening. So there was two spirits that like, I felt literally like a conversation was being had with me, full sentences, and then this, and then this, you know, it was that kind of reading. Um, And then there was other people that communicated more by showing me symbols and shapes and, um, you know, different things like that. But overall, an amazing reading, amazing connections. And the person that we connected to at the end was someone that didn't come through on their own. Okay, so I want to share this piece too. So I know that when like you will know if you've had a reading with me or if you've ever like perused my site and gone so far as to fill out the intake form that um, I ask on that intake form when you're booking to leave um, like give me no information I like to have no information about you going in I like to go in as a blank slate Um, and I do this for two reasons, you know, myself. So I really like can move out of any sort of ego kind of resistance of like, do you, did you know about this somehow? Right? Like, this is why many mediums don't read for their own family. Cause it's like, is this, is this me? Or is like, you know, um, I do that partly for that. Uh, mainly I do that for the readers so that they are like, okay, I didn't tell her a goddamn thing. And she's bringing through all these people with such specifics. It really is like that extra validation of, okay, like this is real, right? Like there, there's truth to this. This is real. And it can potentially change a person's whole frame of reference for the rest of their lives. Um, But something like that happened in this reading is I brought through all these very specific people and they were all relevant to Kelly. They made sense to Kelly. She understood the information coming through. As we got towards the end of the reading, I said, is there anybody who hasn't come through yet for you that you were hoping to speak to? And she said, well, yeah, I'd love to see if my nanny is around. And I said, okay. So her nanny had been referenced um, by another loved one in spirit, but I hadn't personally connected with nanny um and so I all I did was in my mind I said okay nanny Kelly wants to speak to you and then nanny came through so sometimes I'd say like 80% of the time all of the people that you really really want to hear from come through organically on their own and then there's like 10 20% of the time there's a spirit that likes to be personally invited 
Okay. And Manny was one of those people. Maybe Nanny was like uber polite and was like, no, I'll wait. You go first. You go first. Maybe that was part of the personality. Maybe it was this kind of uh, innate awareness of knowing like who, who needed to say what they needed to say when they said it. Like maybe there was an order to things. I don't know. All I know is that I trust whoever shows up in what order is the way it's meant to be. Um, but I always love to give the opportunity and mediumship towards the end where we're like, okay, is there anybody that hasn't come through yet? And that's because my intention is to have this person feel like, oh my goodness, like I came, I my expectations were met, you know? That's important to me. Um, there's like a balance between having expectations of making my client happy and doing whatever it takes to get there, but also knowing ultimately um, whatever happens, happens, and that the spirit world knows what they're doing, right? So I just need to accept what they're doing. So Nanny comes in after a personal invite. Hey, Nanny, are you there? Kelly wants to hear from you. Nanny comes through. So she brings through all this amazing evidence. Uh, then I started to hear organ music. So I said, did Nanny like to play the organ? And she said, uh-huh. Yes, she definitely did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, because I see like fingers on it. I can hear it. Um, and I was saying, I said, she's saying that there's music, uh, like organ music, that when you hear it, it reminds you of her. And Kelly said, yes, that's true. That's true. And then I said, okay, she's playing me a specific song. Now, I don't really know this song, but she's literally singing me the lyrics to the chorus. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to go out on a limb here and start singing it to you, even though I'm not a singer. And so I sing the lyrics of the song that her, her nanny is playing in my, my head. And Kelly's like, oh my God, Amy, like that's the song last. I think she said, okay, so you mean the song that just like a week or two ago, I bought a record of, and I thought of her so much. I thought of Nanny so much when I listened to it. I felt like it was a message from Nanny so much so that I got on the phone and I called my mother, who was the daughter of Nanny. And I, I, I played her the song and I said, who does this remind you of? And we both said it reminded us of Nanny. And she's like, you're literally singing me that song right now. And I was like, yeah. And we were both just covered in goosebumps. Her grandmother has passed away for like 40 years the 80s she passed away and this was just really demonstrative of this you know this relationship no matter how long has gone by how many years have passed her nanny was still in her life her nanny was still around i always say that spirit's a thought away i want to leave you with that if i can leave you with anything spirit is a thought away when you think of a loved one in spirit you are inviting their energy to you in that moment so when Kelly played the song and instantly thought of Nanny, Nanny's like, okay, there I go. Her energy, her spirit is with you in that moment. And that's how she knew. And that's, you know, she knew her Nanny knew, okay, if I say this to her, she's going to know this is fact. She's going to know that spirits have thought away. She's going to know that every time from here on out, anytime she thinks of me or she talks to me, or talks about me, that my energy is going to be right there, witnessing it in the moment. And I can't think of anything more powerful than that. Like how beautiful. Um, and this 
like along with a series of other incredible pieces of evidence really dissolved any kind of resistance she had around mediumship. This person, by the way, I told her in the reading, you're a natural medium yourself and, um, you know, kind of felt into that ability in herself and brought forward ways in which she can nurture that and develop that herself if she so chooses. But I thought it was so amazing. And I want to end the, the episode with that beautiful message from spirit. Spirit is a thought away. I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are, wherever you're listening from. Thank you for listening and supporting me and this podcast. Keep rising. See you next week. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider hopping on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and giving it a five-star review. Thank you so much in advance. If you'd like to keep in touch, please head over to my website, theintuitiverising.com to keep up with all the things that I have been doing. I also have a private Facebook community for people just like you. It's called the Intuitive Rising Community. All you got to do is request to join and I will let you in. Keep rising.